Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out. Living letters of the word. Amen. One of the many annoyances that I inflict on my beloved wife and my children on a regular basis is sports talk radio. In the car, at my desk, while I am getting ready in the morning, doing chores around the house, my preferred background noise is someone yapping about basketball or football. And my wife is very kind and tolerant of this tendency, although my children are becoming much more vocal in their distress. Dad, please turn that off. That is so annoying, was said to me yesterday. I do not give in. In fact, on October 24th, 2014, the day before Mississippi State would play Kentucky in Lexington, I was listening to the podcast of one of my favorite programs, Kentucky Sports Radio, and a certain Mississippi State fan called in for a little trash talking. And little did I know that that voice belonged to the now Reverend William Hewlett Compton. <laughs> Our memory is long in Big Blue Nation, young William. (laughs) Now, on any sports talk radio show, there are certain recurring elements. The host ranting about a particular topic for extended periods of time. Witty banter with a co-host or a producer. And regular, slightly off callers. If you listen to the Paul Feinbaum radio program, I only need to mention the name Phyllis, and you know exactly what I am talking about. On Kentucky's airwaves, one such caller is named Handsome Jimmy. Handsome Jimmy begins every call with a prolonged and deep, hey, sort of like the Fonz. And I date myself with that reference. And Handsome Jimmy ends every call by repeating the same phrase. Don't worry, coach got this. Every time the host or a series of callers goes down a rabbit hole about the team or a coaching decision or recruit or losing to Auburn yesterday, Handsome Jimmy calls in and repeats, don't worry, coach got this. We live in a world of worry. Open the paper, watch the news, log on to social media, and there is something new to worry about. Is your water poisoned? Film at 11. Fear can manipulate us. Fear can cripple us. Fear can darken our soul and contort our perspective. And in the face of worry and fear, our reaction is often to try and fix the problem. Don't worry, honey, I have the situation under control, my wife dreads to hear. And now sometime the fix works, and thanks be to God, many of us have been given tremendous gifts to fix complex problems. 
But sometimes the fix doesn't work, and we are left to cope with grief and loss. And sometimes in the face of a problem, especially when someone we love is having a problem, the best response is not to fix, but to walk with, to help carry the burden, to remind our friend that in the midst of whatever they're dealing with, they are not alone. And sometimes we turn to God. From today's gospel, on the third day there was a wedding in, the Can- in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. And when the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. And we all know the rest of the story. But I find this interaction between Jesus and his mom to be in to be fascinating. Jesus says, in what seems to be very rude on the surface, what concern is that to you and to me? What is that all about? If I had ever spoken to my mother in that way, I don't want to think about that. But Mary, instead of confronting Jesus, or perhaps even trying to fix the problem herself, she says, Do whatever he tells you. Mary has the confidence that Jesus will do something in his own way. As followers of Christ, we are called to call on God. In the face of life in this broken and beautiful world, we are called to pray, to remember God's presence, to bear witness to how God is moving in our world, to be confident that God's got this. Listen to the words of the prophet Isaiah we read this morning. For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until her vindication shines out like the dawn, and her salvation like a burning torch. These are great words. These are joyous words. These are victorious words. These are the words of prophecy foretelling the return of the Jews to their promised land after decades of exile. And these are also words calling on God to bless, to work, to move in our world. For if we lay our burdens at the feet of God, God will respond. I have a friend who is a priest in Alabama, and he tells a story about the day of his ordination. He was a wreck, sweating bullets, obsessing over every detail, wondering how he possibly could have made the colossal mistake of pursuing holy orders. And as the liturgy began and the procession moved down the aisle, he could barely put one foot in front of the other, let alone sing the hymn. And then a very old friend, sitting near the back on the aisle, 
as he passed by, handed him a postcard. And my friend lifted the postcard to see what it was, and on one side was the classic photograph of President Nixon meeting Elvis. And the other was written, Don't take yourself so seriously. Will, we heard a very fine sermon yesterday, but permit me to offer my own two cents the day after your own ordination. And this can apply not only to you, but to all of us as we walk on our Christian journey together. Remember three things. First, you are in sales, not management. (laughs) Your job is not to save the world, but to work for the one who has already saved the world. And that's Jesus, not me. (laughs) Two, never take yourself too seriously. All of us make mistakes. All of us fall down on our faces. I remember the first time I celebrated the Holy Eucharist the day after my own ordination to the priesthood. And there in the altar book were clearly written the words of the Eucharistic prayer. From the primal elements you brought forth the human race. And I stood at that altar, arms outstretched, and I prayed loudly and confidently from the primal elephants you brought forth the human race. Give yourself some grace and learn to forgive yourself. And third, God's got this. All we have to do is call on God, walk with our beloved brothers and sisters, and have confidence in God's response. Rowan Williams, the former Archbishop of Canterbury, in his book, Where God Happens, uses an image of heaven and earth being united by a pillar of fire. And it is our job as Christians to stand in that fire and call on the living God. For when all of us call and pray and remember the name of our living God, our incarnate God, our loving and powerful God, who has been with us from the beginning, then God's response will change our world. Amen.